Hello, SFFYA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our biweekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington. I'm recording a little bit early on April 20th, and today I'm going to talk about some speculative fiction. I feel like... We talk about it occasionally on the main show, but there's so many books that are speculative in that they don't lean all the way into sci-fi or fantasy, but they contain elements. And I love that. <laughs> so I have one that leans sciency for you and one that leans fantastical, uh, but both are excellent. Uh, before we get into that, a reminder that we have this new newsletter. It's called The Deep Dive. It's available through Substack, bookriot.substack.com. And it is literally what it says. It's deep dives into topics from our in-house experts. Um, Vanessa, who you may have heard on all the books, just did a really amazing dive into Mexican history through the lens of Like Water for Chocolate, which, speaking of magical realism, so relevant to your interests. Uh, and there have been a bunch of other good ones. Sharifa did a whole thing about reading trackers. There's just lots of good stuff in there. Um, and it's $5 a month, and you get it in your inbox twice a month. Um, if you just want the freebie version, we do have the splash pad, which has some recommendations that are books and book-adjacent stuff uh, that we love. So again, bookriot.substack.com. You can check out the deep dive. All right, let's hear from a sponsor. So my first pick is my sciency leaning speculative fiction pick. It is also historical, like it's doing so it's doing the most uh, for real. It is The Old Drift by Namwali Serpel. And I, gosh, this book came out in 2019. I think I read it a year later and we're like, what, three years on? And I'm still like, wow, that book was amazing. It's a debut novel on top of which, which is, you know, gosh, people are so freaking talented. Um, and it is, tells the story of Zambia through three generations of three different families that are all connected in different ways. Um, and because it is historical as well as slightly future-y, it, you know, and Zambia was a colony, uh, or it was colonized, excuse me, um, it, <laughs> it's got some tough stuff in it. There is, you know, violent racism, racial slurs. There's also rape. I mean, it's, it's rough, but it is all really well handled and really essential to the story. I mean, it starts in 1904 and then it goes forward to like beyond our time. And it is amazing. I, loved the way that Serpel switches from narrator to narrator. It is, there's some really unexpected moments. There's a, a sort of Greek chorus, uh, but it's maybe mosquitoes? Is it ghosts? Like, what is it? Who are these? Who is this chorus talking to us about what we're reading? Uh, and I'm not going to tell you because spoilers. And I loved the way that it navigates this very complicated and difficult history with like a real 360 nuanced view. It's really fascinating. There's so many different types of characters who all have a very different relationship 
to this region and to each other. And I love that just touch of future technology that feels totally plausible, but we don't actually have it yet at the end. Oh, the way it gets used is so smart and just really compelling. And I don't really want to tell you any other details about this because... I want you to discover it for yourself. Um, it's just, it's just so good. Like, just tell, just trust me. It's good. It won prizes and everything. But if you are a speculative fiction fan and you like that touch of thinking about, like, oh yeah, what is our technology going to look like in like twenty or thirty years? Not like two hundred years. Like, we're not in space yet. But what could we have that we have not got today? And that's, but that's not that far off. And I think she does a really interesting job of imagining what that could be like. Uh, so again, that's The Old Drift by Namwali Serpel. And then my fantasy-leaning pick is The Lonesome Bodybuilder by Yukiko Motoya, translated by Asa Yoneda. And this is a short story collection. Love a short story collection. Love a translated short story collection. This is also a prize winner. Uh, and it is just like... I love this thing that I see sometimes where people take these really mundane everyday moments and turn them into like absolute absurdity without ever making them feel unreal. So, for example, the title short story in this collection is about a woman who is a housewife. You know, she doesn't really have much else going on. Um, and so she takes up bodybuilding and her body, you know, starts to change dramatically and her husband, like, never notices anything. And it, like I said, just gets more and more absurd. And you're just like, when is the shoe going to drop? When is this tension going to break? And it never quite does. And it, oh, the Motoya uses it to such good effect. My favorite short story takes place in, uh, you know, like a high-end clothing boutique. And you're in the mind of the saleswoman who's waiting on this customer who's refusing to come out of the fitting room. And she's like, you know, it's time to close. Like, she just wants to go home. This is, again, a very relatable, like, mundane situation. But it just gets stranger and stranger as it goes on. And you're like, wow. Oh, it's so fascinating. It is really, really a ride. And there are some touches of, like, grotesqueness, little body horror, you know, um, but I had no trouble with it. It was all worth it. And I just really love that when when writers play with the mundanity and find the fantastical and the absurd and the bizarre in otherwise completely routine interactions. It's my it's one of my favorite things to see a writer do. And Motoya does it like, oh, so beautifully, so beautifully. And I haven't I realize I never talked about this collection on the backlist. I'm not even sure if I've talked about it on our main show. I feel like this was a get booked find that somehow I missed recommending to y'all. So now I'm I'm fixing that. <laughs> so again, that is The Lonesome Bodybuilder by Yukiko Motoya, translated by Asa Yoneda. 
And yeah, those are my picks for you. Go forth and and speculate on what is possible. Uh, SFFia is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. So many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can email us, as always, sffya at bookriot.com. You can send us your pet pictures, your theme ideas, your own favorites in response to something we've talked about. Hot news tips, corrections for when we miss something or updates if we've been tracking something and you saw something we didn't. We love all of those emails. Uh, you can also review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you can leave a review. Please do that thing. It helps other people find the show and keeps us on the air. And in between shows, you can find us uh, various places on the internets. I am on Instagram at I am Jen IRL. I-A-M-J-E-N-N-I-R-L or on Tumblr as Jen IRL. Talk to you next time. Bye.